0: So, Virginia Tech basketball, they are clearly right now on the outside of the NCAA tournament looking in. Frankly, as most of the ACC would happen to be right now. But Mike Young has been at least candid enough to address some of that, and it gives us a chance to get into the weeds on what's actually going on with Virginia Tech. Let's get into the weed. Smoke weed every day. Excuse me. Let's get into the weeds, where we take a dive into different sports topics here on the Fast Lane. So the Virginia Tech men's basketball team—they lost and missed another opportunity this past weekend at Miami, and we re-asked yesterday more the fact that you combine that with Duke, and it is another missed opportunity for the Cal- for the Virginia Tech Hokies. But Mike Young mentioned earlier. One of those is this. They've got to find a way to get Hunter Couture more involved in this offense. He's done a remarkable job at picking his spots. I I couldn't tell you the last time, David, I thought he took a bad shot. Um, He is completely unselfish in that regard. Uh, I have had conversations with him through the year um, and still feel this way today. We've got to find a way to get him five uh, to six more shots they've got to find a way to just get Hunter Couture more involved in the offense. My question is how much of that boils back down to two components. Sean Padula finding a way to get Hunter Couture more shots as the pilot of this offense and getting back to the other point of Virginia Tech. And that is, and you hate to cry over spilled milk supposedly, but when Virginia Tech lost Rodney Rice at the beginning of the year and it altered the role of Sean Padula and thrust him even more into a not just a point guard option but a point guard who also has to be a primary scorer for this team that that set off a major chain of events that has put Virginia Tech in this spot where Trey Hunter Gator needs more looks but it seems like you're asking a lot more out of Sean Padula and I know it's propped up cropped up at a number of different times but it seems like even more so recently with these missed opportunities when the margins are smaller against better teams in the acc whether that's duke at home or road games at miami or insert your other you know solid and challenging opponent that that becomes a real issue for virginia tech how to handle that
1: yeah you know, you could argue the biggest issue facing this team was the, you know, Rashid Rice role or the... Quarter- Rodney Rice. Rodney Rice. I'm thinking of the Chiefs football player.
0: Um, Who you can hear, by the way, Sunday, 2 p.m., CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app for the Super Bowl.
1: There you go. And uh, Rodney Rice and the fact that you do not have a reliable backup point guard. You have a true freshman. And when he had those starts for Verdula, he didn't play many minutes. He would just get the start and kind of you know, they would really use MJ Collins as the backup point guard and that you're starting, you know, you're starting to guard. And it just seems to me that you're relying on Padula way too much. And by the end of the game, you know, it's he's either tired or he's not playing at a consistent enough level, you know, whether it be turnovers, which was the real issue against Miami that, you know, I, I think um, ultimately you look at it and it's it's bad to see, but like, you know, the, we aired the game last night and it was all, you know, David Gasson played really well for Kansas State. You look at kind of the guys that have left, they've played well for other programs and it's, it's unfortunate, you know, this is the new era, but you do make those comparisons and it seems to me that, You know, more talent has walked out of the door than talent has walked in. And you are, you, your transfer portal additions have maybe not hit at the high end level you expected. And you don't have a backup point guard. And when your starting point guard is struggling and you can't, you know, give him a rest with a reliable backup in big games, that ultimately you're, you're basically. Dependent on one to two players. If they play well, you win. If they don't play well, you won't win, and that's where Virginia Tech is at.
0: Trey, I'm gonna say something that just kind of popped into my head, and maybe it should be filtered better, but maybe it shouldn't. And we may do an insane radio fast take on this as well. And by the way, listeners, please feel free to chime in. Fast lane nibbling, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TrailOff E T if you agree or disagree. But you mentioned the transfers that have walked out of this program for Virginia Tech. Mike Young has gotten the Hokies to the tournament for a couple of years now. One was the COVID year. That's an abnormal year, 2021. That was
1: the year they weren't expected and they made it.
0: That was the year they were not expected and they made it. After that, they got hot at the right time in the ACC tournament. Yeah. And really down the stretch leading into the tournament. But they got hot in the tournament and made it in. And they wouldn't. But it have wasn't a great regular season yeah. overall. Then you had a not so great regular season last year, and now you have another not so great regular season. And is is some of this on Mike Young? Is where I'm getting at. If you're Virginia Tech, that you have to start wondering where this program is capable of going with Mike Young. And I'm not saying all of it isn't his fault, but you're paid millions of dollars to solve these problems, and you would think you have the resources. And yet the players who have left the program and I get Naheem Aline wasn't a great contributor for UConn last year, but he helped play a role in them getting to the national championship game. He's now at St. John's this year and again, not a spectacular role, but he's there. And then you mentioned David Goussan as well. They've lost Rodney Rice. I don't begin to know all the ways of retaining players, but in an era where NIL matters more and having those other components, is Virginia Tech at a point where they have to start wondering and I'm not saying fire Mike Young after this year, but it doesn't look like they're going to get a turnaround to make the tournament this year, and if that continues to not happen, how equipped are they after this year? Now, I trust Mike Young. I think there's enough there to say he could turn it around next year, but if he does not, are you at the point where you have to start having those, quote, hard conversations, end quote, if you're Virginia Tech?
1: Yeah, I, I it popped in my head in the collapse against Miami. Like, do you, you know is changes needing to be made. And, you know, Mike Young's track record is really good, and I still believe he's a really good basketball coach. Um, I also want to say is that, you know, basically since my time as as a sophomore to now is arguably the greatest run in Virginia Tech basketball history, like, this has not been a great program historically. And typically, you know, unless you're a Duke Carolina, like... These things have ebb and flows, and you miss on like three or four players. Like it's not like football where if you you can kind of miss on three or four players and make that up in basketball, you just can't. And you lose. You know they lost a lot of good guards like Darius Maddox, Rodney Rice. Like at some point, your guard depth is going to get hurt by that. And this team has very thin guard depth. They have, I mean, they essentially play what three guards in. Sean Padula, Darius Maddox, or not Darius Maddox, MJ Collins, and you know Hunter Gator. Uh, then they have uh, the guy from ODU who's more of a Ford. Baron's a Ford, and then you have Potite and you know Kid and you know Kid and Potita both play really well. I would argue maybe you just go big and you play both of them and you surround shooters and you kind of play more of a traditional post play. And like that could be an adjustment this team's make because Petit and kid have played really well this year for them. And you know, it shows having that reliable backup behind Lynn kid who's played well this year, but there's been in foul trouble and Petit has been able to step up. They don't have that essentially fourth guard who can step up for them. and and you know, that's what, they, that's what they need. You look at, you look at Carolina, you look at, you know, the te- top teams in the league, they have that fourth guard or that, you know, fourth score that really can step up for them. And Tech is desperately missing that.
0: Yeah. They, they, they lack alternative scoring options. And frankly, what that does is it takes some of the burden it's, off of Sean Padula. It's a little like,
1: everything. it's really like outside of like a Lin kid post play. It's a, it feels like their half-court offense um, is more of a you know I Tyler Nichols come on somewhat, but it feels to me late in games it's like it's a Hunter Couture or Sean Badula bail us out kind of thing, and that just is not going to work consistently. Even though they're really good, you know they're they're really good shooters. Like you need to have a functional offense, and it seems at points Mike Young is a really good offensive coach. The offense is is hurting this team, which is kind of shocking to see.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can talk about Mike Young's offensive skill set and a lot of it's there, but it doesn't look like there have been enough steps that have taken to get to that. And again, I think some of it is Sean Padula being asked to do more than what's reasonable and expected. But Mike Young mentioned as well that some of it's also on Sean Padula to grow up and figure out what to do himself. You know, he's a uh, a smart kid. He's played a lot of basketball around here. Uh, nobody feels uh, worse about it than uh, than he does. He's got to do a better job of taking care of it, certainly as as your uh, quarterback, and um, you know, I, I have uh, all the confidence in the world in him and getting that part of it corrected. It's essential. I have all the confidence, and it is essential. And yes, that is the case for Virginia Tech, is getting things corrected for Sean Padula, but you're asking a lot out of a guy who I think his skill set may not quite fit that mold. And Virginia fans may kind of laugh at this but is Sean Padula kind of Virginia's equivalent to KeA Clark and, and maybe not in the sense of clutch plays or clutch disappointments because Kihei Clark was good for both in his time at Virginia everyone will including remember. his last play
1: <laughs> his most notable play his was freshman the play was the uh you know basically the play that ultimately won them the national championship and then his last play was the play that got them out of the tournament
0: it, you know the loss to Furman was on the KiA Clark turnover and the lack of height being able to see over defenders and therefore creating a turnover that allowed Furman to score the upset but he also had the presence of mind to get the ball of the Akite and Virginia forces overtime and beats the flamethrower of Carson Edwards in Purdue and ultimately goes on to win the national title that year but Sean Padula is kind of a lesser extremes version of that but is in the sense of he's a try hard guy you see all this effort but you see so many consistent mistakes because he's pressing to get so much more out of himself than maybe what's reasonable and that's how you get to this point of oh we've got a real problem on our hands and we've got a real situation. We're done with that today in the fast lane. Keep your thoughts coming probably more like Thursday as opposed to tomorrow when we actually get to those, but we always look forward to it. So fast lane, Ed Lane, drop us a note there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you missed anything today, tomorrow, Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com and Bryant McFadden, former NFL quarterback and current analyst, all expected to join us. So come hang out with us in the fast lane.